I've got a question for all of you. What kind of music do I listen to? Now, I know a lot of people who have me on my Instagram probably know a small, maybe a 1% chance or a 1% understanding of what I have in my playlist. My girlfriend knows far more than all of you, by the way. And we both agree my playlist is weird. But why is that? Well, when you're introduced to music theories at a young age like I was, your mind expands a bit more. Like, the radio is no longer enough. My own playlist, I actually make a new one every every now and then. And by every now and then, I think once a month, I'll just randomly start looking at new music. But the reason being is that I know so much about subgenres of music, so many different ones. Rock, metal, yeah, everyone knows those, right? Whatever. Rap, other stuff. Um, what if I told you about Viking metal or pagan, goth, Celtic metal, you know? If I told you those words, what comes to mind? Exactly. It's really hard to, it's really hard to explain it. But I'm going to give you a more in-depth analysis as to why I have so many different subgenres in my head and how it all started because it's a hell of a story all right hi i'm the host of the meatweed podcast i just wanted to take this moment to thank you all for your kind words um I have been getting some a lot a lot happier words on Twitter, a lot nicer words on why am I struggling to say this? Sorry, this is my first time ever doing that. Um Kathy on Twitter, thank you. Thank you very much for your kind words. Um I'm glad you're a fan of the podcast. I'm very I'm very excited to to get mail, you know, giving me a thumbs up. That feels good. You can hear it in my voice. I thank you. You've cheered me up. Um anyway, let's get back to the music topic. The thing about it, right? is at a young age like most people the first thing i was introduced to when it comes to music was the radio but the thing is i was born in lakewood california you know near los angeles so our music taste was very diverse and i gotta admit i started with disney music because there was a disney channel radio radio disney there we go radio disney was my introduction to music i'm not gonna lie so ironically i'm not a fan of disney anymore it's just Back then, it was catchy, right? It was all fun and games. Now, there's just this big multinational media conglomerate that just... I don't know. It's a whole story on its for its own day. But Disney's not what it used to be. At least in my opinion. A lot of people would disagree, but I disagree with them. I will die on this hill. Anyway, <laughs> I um, I want to talk about the music that I first heard. Because it was way more campy, you know? Obviously, I was a little kid at the time. And yeah, I still remember some of the songs. I remember Backstreet Boys. I genuinely danced to Backstreet Boys back in the day, right? So, already still sounding pretty normal, right? Starting off normal, basically. Whatever was on the radio. That used to be me. And little by little, as I was getting older, I realized it just sounded the same over and over again to me. When we got here up north in California, we moved away from LA. At this point, we moved further north. I had noticed that no matter where we went, all the same music was playing on the radio. It didn't matter how far we went. And in my little head, I was still a child at the time. I was about to turn 13, but since childbirth all the way to that age, it had finally hit me at a young age that, is this all 
music has to be more diverse, right? I was listening to Chris Brown and stuff back in the day, back before the Rihanna thing, and whatever was on the, whatever was on the radio again. But I got tired of it. I got to the point where I thought it's the same songs over and over again by the same artists every few minutes. It was my introduction to um, Paola. Discussed on a previous podcast, that's how that's how big musicians do it. They'll pay radio stations to play their music, or they'll already have a big enough name that they'll just have contracts, you know, backdoor shenanigans, basically. And the thing is, this actually severely affected my music outlook when I was a kid. However, when I was finally introduced to the internet and how to use it, because we weren't that fortunate at the time, right? When I was a kid, we weren't that wealthy. In fact, I would go as far as to say we were pretty poor. Compared to now, especially. Doesn't mean I'm rich or anything, right? Don't get me twisted. Another thing as well. Growing up, we were we had a religious household, so we had a lot of Christian music. And I got tired of the sappiness, the whole... Okay, admittedly, there was something about religious music that did hit different for me. But it was certain songs when they had a low melodic drive. I don't know how to explain it, but it'll be relevant later. Trust me, there's a reason I brought it up. Wow, there's a bird in my fucking wall. Did you guys hear that? You know what? These birds are going to distract me from the episode, so uh, I'll be right back. I scared it off. Yeah, I was going to hurt a bird. I just, I, I wouldn't hunt something unless I'm going to eat it. Anyway, uh, moving on. Going back to what I said about me finally getting the internet. Our first computer was a very slow white box. Um, it was enough to download MP3s back when Napster was a thing. And we also had this awesome cousin of ours who told us the ways of the internet. And the first thing he did was pirate a thousand games. <laughs> I mean, just a shit ton, right? Amongst them was Doom. And I heard a music. I heard music in the background of that game, and I thought, this sounds awesome. What is it? And bam, cue that. I was introduced to Metallica. Master of Puppets. Swear to God, one of the first albums, one of the first metal albums I've ever heard. To this day, I think about it. Because that was the the introduction to the thesis. The introduction to... I'd say the iceberg, but... You know what? That's a good analogy. I'd say that. It was the introduction to the iceberg that was metal music. Which was only a precursor to what I would later learn. The thing is, metal music on its own has an absolute fuck ton of subgenres. I didn't get to them all right away, I just started with the basics, heavy metal, you know? That would be Metallica, Aerosmith, Aerosmith? No, 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 we're getting ahead of myself. Metallica and, what was the other one? Megadeth, there we go. I thought Megadeth was pretty cool. I was hearing it the other day and it's, it doesn't hit the same, but you know, it's awesome that I started with such big names, you know what I mean? Judas Priest was amongst one of the first ones as well. You got a picture in your head as well why this was such a big deal to me. My world, of music anyway, up until this point was entirely based on what was on the radio. And on the radio, you have rap music, Spanish music, religious music, and what else? Talk shows, that's it. So, we expanded quite a bit, almost immediately. Um... Thanks to the introduction of the internet, and even that was just... Sorry, I keep burping. And even that pales in comparison to what came next. And the funny part is, I have a list that I wrote based on what comes next. I'm getting excited talking about it, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. I want a basic timeline. Moving on. 
Amongst metal, I remember hearing quite a bit of discourse, almost constantly, about metalheads who were talking about this isn't metal, that isn't metal, this and that, you know? There was a lot of fighting amongst them, and unfortunately, because I was young and naive, I ended up fighting amongst them as well. Around this time, I also discovered some of the other stuff on the radio. I would switch over and over again, just sitting in my old truck that we had at the time. Unfortunately, we no longer have that truck, but goddamn, was there some good memories in that truck. Anyway, we were sitting in the truck, scrolling through music, me and my brother at this point, and we discovered a radio station that was all oldies, like old rock music, and I loved it. And then we discovered another one that was more modern, and I was introduced almost exclusively to Blink-182 that way. That's right, pop punk. That's how it started for me. So, little by little, genre by genre, my brain was expanding with new music ideas. And the thing is, at some point, I accidentally discovered NPR, but I don't remember the channel. So, it wasn't really that useful to me. So it was kind of a double-edged sword to finally get the internet, at least for me. Because my music taste was now metal and a bit of pop punk or punk rock. Mostly Blink-182, Rise Against, Sum 41. Music of that nature, you know? We're getting started on these subgenres, which is just pop punk. They're all pretty much just pop punk. And the funny part is they were a precursor to later genres that became more and more relevant to me. However, Megadeth was no longer... Megadeth and Metallica, they weren't the only ones now. Because I heard them and I thought, okay, so I'm listening to pop punk and now I'm hearing metal and I'm realizing the genres go deeper and heavier. And I like that. But the thing is, when I had internet access, I mostly started listening to black metal and stuff of that nature. And I thought it just gets angrier and darker. At some point I was listening to Cradle of Filth, Immortal, um, Gorgoroth. Was it Gorgoroth? Yeah, that was the... Um, I was introduced to a darker world thanks to metal because the truth is I was an edgy teenager, okay? That, that was a problem. As soon as I turned 13, it was all black makeup, goth stuff. Um, I didn't look good in it. I thought I did. I'm looking at pictures now and I cringe. I'm not even going to lie. Like, I, I, think of, I think of how I looked back then and I'm like, I definitely had the metal aesthetic, but it did not work with me. Like, I looked fucking stupid. I'm not going to lie. I have some pictures that I just straight up ripped up and threw away. I can't look at my past self because I'm so embarrassing. The problem was, you get edgy teenager mixed with internet edgelord and you basically get me. Okay? Because I thought everything contrarian was cool and it was not. Okay? I basically just scared off people for no reason. And now I'm an adult. So, I'm looking back and I cringe. That's called progress. If you look back and you cringe, it means you progressed. Congratulations, pat yourself on the back. It's just like when you look back at the time when you were a baby and you shit your pants. Yeah, I, don't, I hope you're not doing that anymore. If you still are, well, I mean... Uh, anyway. <laughs> okay. So, we have metal, pop punk, rap. Uh, at this point, country? But country wasn't the thing I was that into. It wasn't that fun for me. Okay, you're seeing the, the trend here, right? We're going heavier and heavier, and I started listening to subgenres of metal, specifically metal. When I was introduced to Amona Marth, when I was working out, all hell broke loose, because then I thought, what is this genre? What, what am I hearing? That's when I discovered Viking metal, and I thought, 
There's a gimmick to it. Okay, it's metal, but it's got a gimmick to it. It wasn't the only one, because later on, I also discovered pirate metal. By the way, Keelhauled, I don't care. I don't care how old I am right now, right? I hear that song, Keelhauled. It's still a fucking banger. Kill all the filthy landlubbers, send them down to the depths below. Make that bastard walk the plank with a bottle of rum and a yo-ho-ho. <laughs> I mean, how do you make pirate metal sound good? I don't know, but... Keelhauled is a great example. That music video's got like 12 million views and it's 15 years old. It's still a banger. I love it. I heard it the other day and it was just like I heard it from the first time all over again. I loved it, honestly. Um, there was also the song Drink by the same band. I can't remember the, the band name. Um, but yeah. Anyway, Viking Metal. Amona Marth was a big part of my, uh, my younger years listening to music as well, right? But at this point, I was in high school first year. And I was in my first band class, or in my first music class, and I really liked music, okay? It was in the year after uh, freshman year of high school that I began jazz club. The thing is, I had a teacher that was fresh out of college, and he was very strict. I liked that, though. I liked when I was pushed to my limit when it came to music understanding. Because I would listen to jazz, and I thought, okay, this is good. But then I started realizing that jazz essentially influenced a lot of modern music, a lot of pop, a lot of indie, a lot of a lot of stuff, okay? The list goes on and on. The problem is, this is when the rabbit hole finally opened up as wide as it could because I learned, you know, Middle Eastern music, I learned of pentatonics, I learned everything very in-depth, you know? E major, seventh, whatever. You guys probably listening to that thinking, anyone with music knowledge is hearing that going, that's pretty basic stuff. I know, but anyone who doesn't know music is shitting their pants right now. But the thing is, music theory, holy shit. I ended up studying that for the rest of high school into college because it was just, wow. The more you learn about music as a science, the more you start understanding we have not begun to delve into different genres because thanks to that, thanks to jazz, we've got everything we've got right now. A majority of it anyway and the funny thing is this helped me kickstart what was a deeper a deeper love for music i no longer cared if a song sounded good i cared if i could hear the melodic minors if i could hear the pentatonics if i could hear the major sevenths if i could hear every single nuance of a song what makes a song you know what makes a note if it's tuned properly, if it's untuned, if it's entirely off-tempo, untuned, and it's like Nirvana's Something's in the Way. The story behind that song is every guitar, every guitar string was untuned. It was just tuned randomly. And yet, it made a decent song. That's, that's science right there, okay? Music, science, music theory. That... I don't know, and that that word itself, I still get excited thinking about it because I'm still discovering new genres of music, and there's a whole list. I found a list of 150 different genres of rock, okay, of rock. It's a blanket term now. There was indie, there was pop rock, there, there was pop, pop rock, <laughs> pop runk, I don't know what that is. I was thinking pop punk mixed with another genre. I started listening at some point as well to hardcore punk, which is stuff like the casualties and Black Flag. I really like that. I really like the punk aesthetic. 
I do think it looks good on me, I'm not gonna lie. But I don't like the edgelord connotation I have in my head. That's the problem, okay? I'll still dress in black, don't get me wrong. But I won't be that asshole I was back then. Also, if you like any music of any kind, I know I've shit-talked a lot about payola and how, like, people with a lot of money can basically pay to, fee to be famous. I'm not discouraging you from listening to the songs you like. If you like a pop song, that's okay. More power to you. But I'm just saying, that's what it is. The world is what it is. Everything is business, okay? Having said that, I was also listening to a lot of songs that I listened to back in the day. They don't hit the same. However, one in particular stood out to me. Um, the genre Screamo. It sucks now. <laughs> I mean, as a kid, you know, as a little edgy edgelord in high school, I was like, yeah, this is so cool. As an adult, I'm reading the lyrics thinking, this person has emotional issues followed by attachment issues. This person needs therapy. And I was not wrong because the majority of the artists that I listened to back then I would go on their Twitter, I'd look up the latest news about them, and I would see, we would like to address the allegations at blank. No more new music. All of our singers are in prison for various allegations of sexual or misconduct, you know, stuff of every single kind. I, I don't like thinking about it, honestly. There was one genre that I do like, still, to this day. I listened to a lot of heavy punk, right? Uh, hardcore punk, punk rock, all that kind of stuff. But, I also listen to post-punk, and if you don't know, post-punk is stuff like Joy Division and Bauhaus. I fuck with them heavy still. I have a Joy Division t-shirt from the website. It's so smooth, and then it's like, I like it because of the song, I like it because of the album cover, I like it because of the band. It's a lot of stuff that, you know, aesthetic-wise is very nice. I mention aesthetic because at the time... Um, you younglings don't know what I'm about to talk about. You might have some idea, but the old heads know what I'm talking about. I was back in the Tumblr era, um, near the end of the Tumblr era when Twitter finally took over and Tumblr essentially collapsed in on itself after it got rid of porn, which was actually one of the main selling points for being on there. Yeah. Um, I knew a lot of NSFW artists at the time. Hey, I was a little edgelord. What, what are you going to say? What are you going to do? You know, but you, again, you look back and you cringe, whatever. The thing is, around that time, I also learned about Susie and the Banshees. Um, you know, it was the type of people that I hung out with that gave me these music tips. I also still listen to The Cure to this day. That's actually goth rock, which I still listen to. Goth rock, the genre, is okay. Like, it's it still slaps, I'm not going to lie. Joy Division, on the other hand, I still listen to as well, but... They haven't made music in a while because, you know, Ian Curtis, unfortunately, took his own life. Years ago, by the way. This was way before I even picked up on the band. Also, there's another band. It's in Russian, right? I can't pronounce their name, but a lot of their music I hear in memes. I can't pronounce their name, but I really wish I could because their music slaps. And they have this brutalist aesthetic on their album covers, which introduced me to more subgenres of subgenres. And I just kept going and going and going. And going 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 until I could go no further. This is around my college times. Around the era of the limits of what I could think of music-wise. What you can barely consider music. I listened to stuff like 
Koya Niskansi. If you guys don't know what that song is, it's not a song. It's a chant. <laughs> and I also listened to... I know I know James if James if you're hearing this you're going to fucking punch me um <laughs> the epic of Gilgamesh and Sumerian uh the reason he wouldn't like that is because I always make this joke whenever he calls me I pick up and I say I was just listening to the epic of Gilgamesh <laughs> and he would be like shut up because every time it was the same joke fucking love you James <laughs> anyway that is a legit song the Epic of Gilgamesh in Sumerian. Would you like to know how old the song is? It is older than Jesus Christ. It is older than the Bible. How the fuck did I listen to it? You may be wondering that. Well, it's on YouTube. Of course it is. My boy Gilgamesh dropping an album 4,000 years earlier. <laughs> it is bizarre that there's a whole genre of music so old. You can't go back any further. Recorded history does not allow it to go further back than this. And I love it. I'm not going to lie. You can give me your Kim Kardashians. You can give me your um, your Pink. You could give me Rihanna. Hell, you can even give me Metallica. And I will still tell you, have you ever heard of the Epic of Gilgamesh in Sumerian? What about Sorrow for Enkidu? What's that song about? It's about Gilgamesh crying for his friend. How old is the song? Older than sliced bread. Older than the concept of an oven. Okay. They cook their bread in the ground. I had to look this shit up. In fact, in the song, the epic of Gilgamesh in Sumerian, the song talks about how there was even more ancient times back then. Ancient times before ancient times. Motherfucker, you are the ancient times. The song, I need to look up how old this song is, but I gotta tell you, that's how far back this rabbit hole goes. I'm telling you at the end, right? There's no more connotation with this rabbit hole. This is as far back as I can go. The Epic of Gilgamesh in Sumerian. Look it up and you'll understand my, my genre, my taste in music is that. It is ancient because I love the theory of music, the sound. Sound is good. I also even heard harsh noise when it came out. What is harsh noise? Okay, headphone users. This is a um, this is a warning for headphone users because this is genuinely going to be loud. Okay, I'm sorry for headphone users, but uh, it sounded loud, right? Did that noise sound harsh? It's harsh noise. The sound that I just made with a can and God knows what materials I have. That's a genre of music. There is no notes. Actually, there is. There is a pitch to it, right? There's a note to it. But that's a genre of music. I once knew a man who had the strangest song on his phone, right? It was just... That's it. That was the song. That, for three minutes. Just... Over and over again. That's all it was. And I listened to it. So who's the jackass? The one who made the song or me who listened to the full three-minute song? I don't know. All I know is the study of music itself. That's what I enjoyed. The pursuit of knowledge is an endless one, and unfortunately, it's a race I'm trying to win, which has no end. What does that mean? I don't know. But the truth is, 
There's so many genres of music, and I learned a lot about a lot of them. There was a time, though, where there was a genre of music that I did like, that its sole purpose, sadly, was to disappear. It wanted to be similar to technology that... Okay, think of it this way. Imagine technology of the past that stayed in the past. It didn't go any further. It didn't evolve into the Macintosh. It didn't develop... It didn't develop in anything. It stayed in that... It stayed in that time period. And that's it. That's the end of it. Uh, What Deng Pods on YouTube would call nuggets, essentially. And that's called vaporware. You see? That term, vaporware. Technology of the time. Vaporwave was a genre of music that is now irrelevant... In fact, I would go as far as to say it's no longer being made. But that was the point. Vaporwave. I remember that movement. I actually miss it. It was one of those, you had to be there moments, okay? That's the beauty of me studying music. If I tell someone if they like Vaporwave, they're going to look at me puzzled. Unless they're very into niche internet stuff. You know, very niche music taste, okay? And I'm telling you right now, not a lot of people know about Vaporwave. This discussion of music, this specific song would be, you get a song that already exists and you remix it to the point where it fits the aesthetic. It's slower, it's drone, it's dronier. Okay, think of it like this. Imagine you're walking in a mall and you hear a song in the background. That's Vaporwave, you know? But I'm talking like early 90s, early 90s music, early 90s mall music. It had you had to be there to hear it. One of my favorite songs was Macintosh, along with some Japanese letters that I don't know. It's all in your head. I don't know. That song slaps to this day. I have it on my playlist because thankfully, before it was deleted, somebody grabbed it and they uploaded it onto Spotify under a different name. And man. Thank you so much for that, by the way. Let me look up the name. The song remake is called Macintosh Plus 2K... Let's see, one. Oh, wrong year. Macintosh Plus 2K18, right? The one on Spotify is made by Young Frown, but the original song, I don't remember who it was by. You know what I do remember? Blank Banshee. Yeah, a name you guys probably haven't heard since 2012. Or 2016, if you're me. It's insane looking back at it, right? No way. Okay, okay. Sorry, I said no way into the mic because I'm seeing that Blank Banshee. It's been so long. It feels like forever. Blank Banshee released an album last year. It was just a single. I gotta hear it later. Blank Banshee released a song as well. Metamorphosis. 13 minutes long. And it's essentially computer sounds, right? Just very specific computer sounds, a genre that has no lyrics, but it doesn't need them. Its point is to be background music, essentially, while you're doing stuff on your computer. And I love it. I absolutely love it. The thing about it, right, is I love new ideas when it comes to music. I like the old stuff too, don't get me wrong. I mean, you're listening to a guy who likes Biggie Smalls. I was listening to him earlier. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? You know, that guy. That guy's fucking chill. I love that guy. Don't get me wrong, I like weird music. I like music that people would go as far as to say it sucks ass. 
but I subject myself to music that I would not like just for the purpose of seeing what's out there. What the human mind considers music. Anything rhythmic, anything that sounds pleasant, anything that sounds spacious, everything has a title. Every possible song you could think of is a genre. If you put a microphone on full um, full gain and put it outside for birds to chirp into, that's a genre of music. Uh, wow, I said I wouldn't burp on the podcast. I'm sorry, I've got stomach issues. Anyway, that's a real thing. It's called ambient noise, and it's real. It's a, it's a genre of music. If you guys have ever heard white noise to go to sleep, you know, just to go to sleep, that's a genre of music. Everything can be music. Music is science. Music is art. When you mix the two together, I don't know how to explain it, but there's something about it that really gets me. For me, music is a blank canvas. When someone says, what... But what type of music do I listen to? Unfortunately, there is no straight answer I could give. So I just say, whatever you want. Because honestly, that is a legit answer. I'll listen to what you listen to. I'll either love it or hate it, but I'm going to listen to it. I've heard some music that I thought I would like. In fact, going back to the whole metal thing, right? I was a metal elitist, but even I heard some metal songs that sucked ass. One of them was Duct Tape Smile by Psyopus. I gotta tell you right now, if you gave a crackhead an out-of-tune electric guitar, put the gain on maximum, and told him if he doesn't play an entire album in five seconds, he'll die, you would get a better song than Duct Tape Smile. That song sucked fuck. I'm not even lying. That song is ass. At least ass has shape to it. At least ass has rhythm. (laughs) Duct Tape Smile was every edgelord's scary song, I guess. Smile for the camera, followed by, I think it was a guitar trying to do a two-handed solo. It went way too far. It did not sound good. It wasn't even pleasant. It wasn't even metal. I would go as far as to say it was liquid. Damn, that's a hell of an insult right there. You're not even in the same category of species. Holy shit. I'm gonna... Okay, okay, moving on, moving on. I get it. Duct tape smile sucks. But I listened to it. Front to back. The entire song all the way through. And I don't know. It's still there somewhere. I don't think the band makes music anymore. There's also really sad moments in music when you're looking into niche groups of people who like music and who make music. And one of them is, um, well, it's not a tragic story. It's actually a song of triumph. It's that band that made death metal. It's called death metal. But it's a very chill song. Let me look it up again. Justin Wang recently talked about it. There we go. It was called uh, Pachinko Death Metal. The thing is, what's sad about it is... It's one of those... Okay, at first it was sad, then it became a very positive highlight. It was a very chill song, very ambient, but it was made before its time. And it was discovered in a garage sale, if I remember correctly. And it it was posted on the internet, and everyone who heard it said it was a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. It was so good that it reunited the band and they are now doing live shows. However, the band for years thought they were a failure. They made the album, gave it away, and they went their separate ways. And it was, you know, that would have been the end of it. Had it not been for the glory of the internet who heard the song and said, we need more. 
We absolutely need more. I've heard the song, Pachinko Death Metal. It's nice. I very, I very much like it. It's not my genre of music, but it still slaps. I've heard the whole album, and I loved it. I agree with everyone. It was a 10 out of 10. I would listen to it again. I'm not going to lie. I have it on my playlist somewhere. Uh, by my playlist, I mean one of the many I have. People need to understand, I don't just have a Spotify playlist. I have like seven on Spotify. One of them is my chill playlist. I listen to Fleetwood Mac as well. And I'm going to I'm gonna turn heads with this one. Death Grips. Yeah. Death Grips. Beat down madness, chaos in the brain, make my blood blow, make my blood, you know, that guy. MC Ride. I mean, what helps about Death Grips, right, is that they're, they were niche, they were very niche on the internet, and then Anthony Fantano picked it up and loved it to death, and a lot of his fans went and started listening to the album. These guys lived down the street from me. The, the Death Grips, it was made a few miles down the road from me. Sacramento. Um, kind of cool, actually. Kind of cool hearing it, um, how much it expanded. Because I listen to Death Grips um, religiously, almost. Actually, I do have some songs that I listen to religiously. I'm not going to lie. One good example. This is this is a, this is another subgenre of metal. It's Gent. D-J-E-N-T. Gent. It's pronounced Gent. It's spelled with a D, but you just don't pronounce the, the D, you know? And it's Bleed by Meshuggah. I listen to that while working out. And I think I overexert myself when I listen to it working out. The song's sole purpose is to be difficult to play on the guitar. And even more so on the drums. Where the rhythmic pattern... You see, I'm going to speak in layman terms. Because if I use the musical terms, people will be confused. Think of it this way. You have to do a... It's um... What's it called? It's um... I forget what the term is. Right, left... Okay, you're doing this with your foot. Right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left. You're doing that with your feet while your hands are playing the cymbals. In that rhythm. You have to be pretty damn quick. And... Damn it, I forget what they're called. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of the actual musical term, but... If you know, you know. And you have to do the, that with your feet while your hands are playing the cymbals. On the guitar, on the other hand, you have to do that same rhythm with your wrist. It's not easy. I, like many other guitar players, have attempted to play Bleed by Meshuggah. I got pretty far. I'm not going to lie. The thing is, Bleed by Meshuggah is essentially carpal tunnel syndrome on demand. Because it hurts to play. And that is the point. That is the whole point of the song. If you want massive forearms, learn to play Gent. Because it's, um, it'll get you there. It'll definitely get you there. It'll add mass to your forearms, but it'll burn the whole way. Um, I still can't think of the the musical term with your feet. Right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left. Right, <laughs> Paradiddles, there we go. Okay, my God, that, it was not coming to me. Paradiddles. You have to play paradiddles with your feet while your hands are playing stuff on the cymbals. You need to listen to, um, or you need to watch the live performance of Bleed by Meshuggah, where it's just the drummer. He's in a zen state while he plays, but every commenter saying, this made me give up the drums. It is that difficult. It has made people single-handedly quit playing music, because it is hard, and that is the point.
it is pushing you to your anatomic limit of music understanding and physical prowess. Because your legs will hurt, your arms will hurt. Your brain will hurt. Because you're trying to do two different rhythms at once. And I love it. One of those genres of music that I don't forget it. Not because I like how it sounds, but because I like a challenge. In my head, it's like, this is what... Mm, I don't know. It's just hardcore. There was another band, uh, Gorod. Years ago, I listened to them. And this is back when I was listening to death metal. It's the Acts of God. All I remember is, whenever I played the first few seconds, some people would straight up tell me, turn that shit off. <laughs> I've had that before. I'm not going to lie. It's just... The beginning is really hardcore riffs, followed by what sounds like an eagle getting its wings pulled off. Um, that's that's death metal for you. And then I had other different genres. One of them is, what's it called? Industrial metal, which is very popular actually. Industrial metal, not that bad. Think of Rammstein. Uh, I'm thinking of Duhast. If you look up Duhast, D-U-H-A-S-T by Rammstein, you're going to love the song, trust me. It was really popular when I was younger. It's actually still pretty popular now. Rammstein is still going strong, by the way. Th that band is really popular. Speaking of popular, there was also this band that... Not not even this band. It was this genre that was very niche. And I think only for three months. I remember hearing it very popular. I did not care for it whatsoever. I gave it a shot. And it just didn't hit the same for me. Math rock. I don't get it, you know? There's also Christian rock. Think Skillet. You know, they were very popular with, um, where I was from, it was really popular with the nerdy kids. I don't know why. You know, the ones that go to church every Sunday because their mom makes them. They yell if they don't do nothing. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. A anyway, um, these two genres I didn't care too much for because one, I'm not religious. And two, I don't know math that well, actually. I'm actually quite stupid. There was a song too. I, wait, you know what? I'm getting songs mixed. This one in particular was from a DVD. What DVD was it? F-R-U-I-T. I would say it's like educational music, so to speak. Like literally, educational music. Um, because that's that's what it was. It was like talking about fruit and the anatomy. I don't remember. It was such a strange niche thing. I don't even know the name of the genre, by the way. At least for that one. What I do remember is glam metal. If you liked um, Def Leppard, they were really into that. Basically, the old metal bands that had the um, the long hair. But it was like pep pepper sprayed. It was, um, it was, what, was it, what was that thing? Um, hairspray, there we go. They would use hairspray to keep their hair up. They'd wear a shit ton of uh, makeup. It was also um, very controversial at the time with religious groups. Uh, so it was a lot of fucking fun things, okay? Uh, just how it was back then. If you had religious parents, you'd know. You'd know exactly what I mean. My parents thought that Doom was going to turn me into a school shooter. I'm not joking. <laughs> but a lot of religious parents thought the same way. Mostly minority parents, if you know what I mean. Like Mexicans, Filipinos. Um, you know, minorities. Which, you know, I fall in that category. So don't wave your finger at me. I'm a minority. I am what I am. Based. Funny thinking back now. Every um every podcast episode, right? I do a bit of research beforehand. This one, I didn't have to. Because my entire life, I have been doing research on music. 
technology advancing music, and everything in between. Everything possible, okay? I've heard of the hurdy-gurdy. I've heard of the, um, the war trumpet with the little peg on the head. I've heard of all these things. Why? What's the point? Well, truth be told, music conveys emotion in a way that words simply cannot. And that's why I love it so much. Having said that, happiness and sadness are not the only emotions. You can also feel like a badass. Or, possibly one of my favorite underlooked ones, you can make people laugh. That's right. The funny part, right, is there's so many genres of music specifically devoted to being funny. And that's it. There's sus rap, and then there's a uh, that song. I, I don't know what category it falls into. I think it's sus rap. There's a song called Anime Bitches. And my god, those lyrics. When I first heard it, my cousin showed it to me, right? My cousin Tony made me laugh my fucking ass off. I'm not even gonna lie. It was fucking hilarious. I'm not gonna... <laughs> it just fucking hits so different hearing it now. But there was another song. I cannot find it anymore. YouTube took it down. And you know it's good when YouTube takes it down. But in this case, it was for copyright reasons. The thing is, the song is entirely in Russian. And all I could do is describe it to you. Think of it like Russian pop, okay? Very standard sounding. The music video, on the other hand, at one point has a very well-dressed... Russian gangster force feeding a very obese woman hot dogs. That's the music video. <laughs> That's all it is. And I <laughs> I don't know either. It's a genre of music. It made me laugh. It did what it sought out to do. It did it very well. I was cackling. I was I don't know. The music is very cheery too. There's also another song. Um this one is more it's russian pop as well right but this one still slaps it's still up on youtube it's called i'm okay by little big and it's very funny because it's just all of the members of the um the music group this it's not rock okay it's it's pop and it's it's everyone in the music group just getting really drunk and it's so funny <laughs> the entire music video they're just at a bar getting fucked up that's the music video it's funny, it's great, and it's very catchy. Honestly, another one of those, um, I think it's Russian, yeah. This is the same band, and the band, the same music group that made Skibidi. Uh, Skibidi wap ba ba. Skibidi wap ba 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 ba. That's the whole song. <laughs> well, not the whole song, it's, it's quite more intricate than that. Of course, intricacy is not the strong suit of mu the musician. There's no subtlety in music. Well, actually, there's plenty. In fact, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying right now, I'm tired. Oh, I went well over my time. Tell you what, if you guys really like this, let me know. DM me. Um, I'll do a part two for this. Absolutely. Um, I'm more than happy to talk about my music experience because I've seen plenty. I've been through plenty. I've been through little dive bars where a guy was singing with a, a microphone and a beer. Accidentally singing to the beer because he was so drunk. <laughs> it's funny as shit. But music experience... That sound right there, music experience. I didn't even talk about emo music. My Chemical Romance, there you go. That's it, that's your shout out. Or Nick, Nick Oliver's music. By the way, go check it out, it's on Spotify. Nick Oliver. Uh, also, The Evil Experience. They're both really amazing. But yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode of the Meatweed Podcast. Let me know, actually, you know what? Don't even let me know. I'm gonna do a part two to this. I just don't know when. The thing is, I want other people 
who like odd music as much as I do on the podcast so we could discuss it. You know, I'm talking like Death Grips fans specifically. Um, because if you know, you know. All right? And if you don't know, now you know. Fucking Biggie Smalls again. <laughs> Damn it. I've been hearing him a lot. Also, Frank Sinatra, which, you know, cool. I'm so cool. There was, oh, by the way, before I go, first off, follow me on the socials. Meet Weed Podcast on Instagram. Just Google me at this point. I started looking it up. You can just Google me now. Um, my name's getting out there. And um, I appreciate the fan mail. <laughs> you heard me right. I got fan mail. I'm actually really happy about that still. I'm fucking smiling. Okay. I'll see you guys next week. And hopefully our episodes will get a bit longer. Because I'm not going to lie. I'm really into the subject. Anyway, I've bored you guys enough. Um, download my TikToks before TikTok gets taken down. Follow me on Twitter. I'm more active on there. Follow me on Instagram. I do not have a Facebook. Also, sub to the Patreon. It's only a dollar a month. All right. See you guys next week. Bye.